that is still an issue is can you create the team with the right qualities Man. and the right passion to do what needs to be done? What is exactly does that mean having not having a transactional relationship with a patient, but having a lifelong relationship with a patient and team? What, what do you mean by that? It means listening. It means asking questions. It means empathy. It means designing a treatment plan that works for them, not works for me or you. And it's, it's having the team in place at that practice who can sell that case. Welcome to another episode of the Full Arch Advantage. My name is Gary Bird. I am the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more full arch cases. And today I have a doozy for you. I have Margaret, who is the founder at i3 Ignite, and she was the foremost former COO at Clear Choice Dental Implant Centers. She started with them at their first practice, and she's going to share with you the secrets that they had in using and growing their practices and can help you get more full arch cases at your practices. You are not going to want to miss this because she shares what she's currently doing for her clients to help them grow. Stay tuned. All right, Margaret. So why don't you tell me what it was like and what were the, like, the main things that really drove business at Clear Choice? Because I know you were there as a COO at practice number one and helped them really scale. So what were like the key ingredients that they had to have or that you helped implement to help get more full arch cases when you're starting with basically zero. So, you know, I love that you use the word ingredients because I love to cook. It's like one of my passions. So I am all about ingredients and understanding how to riff on ingredients in a recipe. Um, so you can tailor it to your own taste, right? Um, so I I have it was such an exciting time. I'd done startups before. I'd done startups um, in large, large publicly held companies. And the, the, the two co-founders of Clear Choice, uh, one was a doc, Dr. Don Maloney. Um, the other was Steve Boyd. And Steve Boyd, I worked for for four and a half years at a very large publicly held company. So, so I, Steve and I had a rhythm of working together, which we knew worked. Um, and I think that ingredient was was important. When I think about kind of how how we gelled as a team, that's even more critical because Steve and I had a relationship. They actually had either one or two COOs before they hired me, Damn. and they just didn't work because this was they were creating a new model that it takes a ton of innovative thinking and then understanding how to translate that into project plans and training and hiring and wow, all that's those such things. A good, it, that's such a good point because it wasn't just that it was a new product from the standpoint of the kind of treatment that they were doing at scale, right? And so that was new, but it was also the business model. There wasn't any single location group practices, let alone doing all on four, right? Like there wasn't, Aspen wasn't, that big yet and there you know uh, right. there so you really were you were you were forging so many roads at the same time so we um and i love doing that right so steve knew and steve knew 
that I could do that. Um, and for me, what was different is I knew nothing about dental, zero. I'd been in healthcare, yeah, um, but I knew nothing about dental. So I, I think for me, that whole um, ability to come together as a team yeah. to really work this, to develop and work this new model was pivotal. Sorry to disrupt the show, but I got something crazy to share with you. We are attempting to connect with all of our listeners. We have thousands of people that listen to this podcast, and we want to meet you in person. We have four events coming up, and I want to give you a discount code that you can use for the next week to save $300 off your ticket. The discount code is Gary Bird, and the link is going to be just down below. You can also go to smcnational.com forward slash events. I hope to connect with you in person and help each other grow our businesses. Can't wait to see you soon. Would you put that under culture, like the culture that you guys had? Totally. Okay. Totally. And I, I do a lot of work with startup implant practices and implant centers today. Yeah. And that that is still an issue. Is can you create the team with the right qualities yeah. and the right passion to do what needs to be done? Because when we, you know, God, when we created that model, there was nobody else doing yeah. this anywhere. And so we had a lot of room for error. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. Today, people just don't have. Yeah. So if I think about the ingredients for the recipes, and for me, that, that was the big takeaway. Because, and when I talk about relationship, it's a relationship with a prospective patient. Because remember, they are not your patient yet. They are a prospective patient. Mm, so it's yeah. relationships that you're building with that prospective patient, and it's relationship that you're building on your team. And neither of those relationships is transactional. Mm. They aren't. They are not transactional. This is, think of it as like a lifelong friendship. Yeah. Because if you don't think about these relationships this way, you're going to experience huge amounts of turnover on your on your team because this is hard work, really hard work. And if, you know, the clinical isn't that much different than anything else, but the nature of have of converting prospective patients to patients is really hard. Yeah, I love that. Now, I know you said there that you help a lot of practices add full arch to their practices, right? So you're working with GP offices that say, hey, yep. we want to get into this. Clinically, I understand how to do it. I've got my reps in. Now I want to add yep. it to my practice. What are the biggest roadblocks that people face when adding full arch to their practices? Um, the team. <laughs> Same thing. So yeah. was it, is I mean, it because... This is... Okay, is it because... They're going from basically, I'm going to use a different industry as an example. You're going from car sales to yacht sales. Is that why? Is it just such a big jump? Or is there other components there that from a logistic standpoint, it just is, it's way different? That's not, I don't think that's a big switch. And, Got it. And, and I, you know, listen, I did, I spent most of my summers in Michigan growing up. And we always had a, my brothers sailed the Chicago Mackinac twice. Um, we're kind of a boating-ish family, right? We always had boats growing up. I understand, and I have a, I understand that sales difference. So it's even a bigger difference than that. It's, and it goes back to this whole relationship piece. 
you can't just do things in a kind of a rote way. You have to get to know every single prospective patient at a relationship level, not a transactional level. Got it. And and that is super hard to do. So let's so let's dive in. Goes, that's the biggest roadblock. You'd say that's the number one roadblock. And then Yep. So well, how do you can I do number two though? Yeah, at yeah, the let's same do it. time? Okay. The other is targeting and marketing, the two together. Like target markets and then marketing to them. So at Clear Choice, when we first started, we thought it'd be the super rich, the guys who and gals who are buying the yachts you were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right, who are going to be our, our our patients? And in fact, that proved not to be true. Mm. And um, our target market was not the super rich; it was retired firefighters, retired school teachers, um, just like regular people. Why like do you, us, Why do you think that right? is? Why Why do you think that people with money weren't buying all and for as much as you guys thought? Like, what 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 was the what was the problem there? I did a lot of research on this. Um, and and collected some data. It is very, very difficult to collect people who are wealthy from their GP practice. And that is a huge advantage for these GP practices. Okay, so these let me just frame GP let me practices. Just, let me just frame this for the audience and, and you can tell me if I got this right. So the people with money already are going to the dentist, they're already paying for their general dentistry. And they're more likely to stay there and stay in that, like stay if they refer them to a doctor for all them for, that's the way they're going to get the treatment done. They're not going to go to Google and, or, or on Facebook and try to find somebody to do their treatment. Is that, is that accurate? A hundred percent. And let me just give you a few very personal examples. I've had one parent and two siblings and one niece, all of whom live in the Phoenix area, all of whom needed implants. And so they called me and said, hey, I'm thinking I should just use my regular GP for implants. They said, I need a single. They were all singles. And I said, this is the GP I saw most of my life and still know. And um, I said, you know what? I really think given the location and some kind of what I can tell your doctor said, you need to go someplace where all they do is implants. And I will, just a personal story, so not, you know, my observations, not data I collected, trying to unhook my own mother and my siblings from the dentist that we've been going to for 40 years was close to impossible. I I prevailed. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's a great point. But it was really, really hard. Um, And so... I, th- I think that data that I collected is still very relevant. And it's a huge advantage to GPs that I yeah. don't think they know about. And I don't think they, they, so basically um, they're sitting, they're sitting on a bunch of, using. they're sitting on a bunch of full arch cases and don't even realize it. Right. Cause they don't offer that kind of treatment. So they're not really thinking that way. Right. Yeah. So what could, right. a, what could an office, let's say an office that's seeing about 50 new patients a month, uh, they're doing like two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars a a month in collections, two hundred thousand dollars in collections. How how much if you were to go in and work with somebody like that? And 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 keeping in mind, you know, I know that some offices have older patients, some have younger. But assuming that you know you're their middle of the road, a little bit of each. What what kind of number? What kind of numbers could they expect 
from a full art standpoint, if they started without even marketing, just internal marketing and, and getting patients to come in that way? Too hard to tell. Is that okay? Because it, 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 there's too much variation in, in those practices, frankly. Okay. So, let's- so if they've got, right, if they're, if they're and, and I will just say, I always suggest people use marketing. They identify the target market that they want to serve in terms of age, type of case or procedure, level of difficulty of cases, all those things. And they say, okay, here are the people we're going to target. And they go first into their database and say, okay, it's, we're going to, we're going to target these hundred people in our database. And the next time they come in, we're going to put a note on their record which we expect you, the hygienist, or you, the DA, and me as the doc, to to follow up on. And we're going to follow up with each other to make sure we're doing that. That's great. Because if you don't do that, those patients, you know how busy everybody is in dental right now. The hygienist is not looking, you know, for full arch cases. And and so they just don't see them. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so they have got to do that first, have to do that first. Yeah. And it's really hard to predict how, how, how the outcome um, going to happen. Clear, yeah. How clear they are on how to make this happen. Got it. And then, so one of the things, and how they're going to hold each other accountable, right? Yeah. Because holding each other accountable is critical. Got it. So, so let's go back to the first point that you made that you said the relationship with the patient is the most crucial thing. So if you mess that up, then you just, you don't have anything really. And, and I get that because even if you have amazing marketing, it doesn't matter if you don't have that formula, right? So what, what is exactly does that mean having, not having a transactional relationship with a patient, but having a lifelong relationship with a patient and team? What, what do you mean by that? It means listening. It means asking questions. It means empathy. It means designing a treatment plan that works for them, not works for me or you. And it's it's having the team in place at that practice who can sell that case. And in a competitive environment, I know dental doesn't like the word sell. Yeah. But it's a fact of life. And and if you want to compete against other practices that you know they are going to be talking to because everybody's going to Google and looking up, you know, dental implants, and then they take a little five-question survey, and then it comes back with an answer, and, and they decide, yeah, they're going to schedule an appointment there, and then they find somebody else who they like better, so they never show up for that appointment, and they never return your confirmation messages I mean, it just, it's a, it's a nightmare unless you are really clear about your focus on relationships um, with, with prospective patients and with your own team members that we don't do, like, we don't do transactional stuff for implants. We just don't. Got it. And so what, how, how would somebody functionally set that up? Like, what's the difference between the relationship from like a GP patient to a full arch patient from your perspective, like what's the gap that people are trying to jump over? Meaning, meaning why, why is it, why is that like, 
why is that the thing? Because if I'm already a dentist and I'm already treating patients and I have hygiene patients and I, they come back every six months and I'm doing small amounts of treatment and they're referring their friends and family to me, why is that such a big jump for me to understand that like this is the most important thing and it's different than what you've been doing? Um, unless you are doing $60,000, $40,000 cases as a perio or oral surgeon, you don't have this in your practice today. Got it. And you don't have the team who can present the treatment in a way that that a prospective patient says, I want to do the work with you all. With you all. It's not just the doc. It's with you all, the team. This is where I want to have the work done. I'm confident in you. I'm confident that you do what you say you're going to do. You'll deliver what you say you'll deliver. And um and the, the, you know, the biggest objection, everybody wants implants. Everybody wants full arches if they've got, den, you know, the dental situation that requires them. And nobody's trying to push full arches when you don't need them, Yeah, I, I would hope. Um, but if you need them, um, then there, you know, there's, there's so many options out there for you to in, investigate, for you to explore, and you've got to have a way to stand out. And I think you've got to be willing to say, we're going to be, like, we're going to be competitive mm-hmm. about this. We're going to win. We're going to win this. Yeah. So that's that's a great point because it is becoming, it's way more um, competitive now than it was, you know, just even a couple of years ago. And I think that's yeah. just going to continue to wrap up because not only do you have GPs that are adding, um, you have a couple of things happening. You have GPs who are adding all and four to their practices. You have the guys that have always relied on the, the, the doctors who have always relied on referrals. They're starting the market now. They're learning how to market and yep. go direct to consumer because yep. the referrals are dropping. And you have DSOs that are just being set up as, hey, we're just going to open surgery centers, like kind of like the clear... Right. Um, um, j- just like what you did originally. So it is much more competitive. So what are some of the things that people can do to, re- when you say, Hey, we got to compete. What, what do you, what do you think about, or what should somebody really be thinking about in that area of com- competition? I'd say start at the beginning of the funnel. And the beginning of the funnel is identifying people who would be interested in them. And whether you do that by looking through, your existing customer base and their current dental situation or whether you do marketing. And I recommend everybody does marketing Yeah, these days. You just have to do it. You have to create that awareness. Um, I'd say that's, that's the, that's the beginning. That's the big end of the funnel. And then the question is, how do you, how do you start to create a relationship as soon as soon as you get an initial inquiry, the first inquiry, no matter how that comes in, whether it's chat, whether it's a phone call, whether it's whatever, how do you create a relationship in that first touch point? And then how do you create relationships all the way through the funnel until you get to somebody who is has agreed to have treatment with you? Got it. And then, okay, so when you're when you're talking about targeting, what what are what are the typical traits that you're seeing around targeting, or is it different everywhere that you're looking at? I think it's pretty similar. I think it's probably fifty five plus. 
it's it's still kind of middle market. It's not unless you're in a practice um, already, and they those practices tend to be perio, prost, or super GP, mm-hmm. and you got potential candidates there, right? Great. Um, and then I think you just have to do some. You've got to do some marketing that and use A/B testing, which has been around since time was invented. But say, okay, so does this work better or does this work better? And you yep. can do that A/B testing in in that whole funnel. It can be yep all the way down A/B testing on specific messages that you send out through through your company. For example, it could be A-B testing on the initial inquiry and what you say on the initial inquiry and how you answer questions. Um, and the biggest questions anybody ever has is affordability. Because yeah. back to the earlier point, everybody wants this. Yeah. The question is affordability and then confidence. Yep. How confident are they that you can deliver for them? Great. But it's, it's all about affordability. And so I make a plea for patient financing and to really understand the patient financing for implants, these are twenty to $45,000 cases. You have got to find patient financing companies that are going to work with, with um, that kind of level of fee. And you've got to find patients who have decent credit scores these days. That was not true three years ago. Wow. Okay, so from the finding, that was actually where I was going to go next. So we're we're on the same page again. So what are what are the things that what what is the financing that you're seeing right now that's just absolutely killing it? Is there a specific company or is there a specific strategy? What what are you kind of seeing that's working? You know, right now? There are there companies, yeah, and I'm you know I'm happy to talk about some of those, but I prefer not to. If we it's just because it's yeah, it's totally fine. Every because every practice is different, yep. but hey, I mean, if we want to talk about those, let's do it. What I would say is that you can't have an untrained treatment coordinator trying to to have somebody embrace spending forty thousand dollars on a double arch or forty five thousand dollars on a double arch, unless that treatment coordinator is extremely well trained right. in how to build relationships. Even though the doctor has built a relationship, if they're doing the consult, if it's a doctor-led consult, people want this. That's the easy stuff. That is the easy stuff. It always has been the easy stuff. The hard part is having enough of a relationship with, with somebody that they will talk to you about their personal finances. Yeah. That's yeah. the hard part. That is, yeah. And yep. they will let you help them find the best option for them. And that takes a lot of training. Yeah, that's a great call out. All right. So last question for you. You're in a big stadium. You're on the stage in front of 50,000 people. Everybody in this in the stadium is um, either a practice owner or somebody inside the practice that really wants to grow their practice. They really want to grow their full arch business. What's the, your one piece of advice that you're going to give to them as they start to go down this journey? It's not easy. And prepare yourself and prepare your team to be strong enough and nimble enough to respond quickly and to and be strong enough as a team to hold each other accountable and have ways to hold each other accountable, which is data. Yep. 
and use that data and use that data every day. And until you get to be as good as clear choices at consultations, every day review with your team the case presentations you did and what you can do better. That's so good. Yep. That's exactly, that's the only way to get better at something is just reps and and coaching and reps and coaching. So that that's great. And now, learning and learning and learning and learning and learning. Yep. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Keep growing. I love Every that. Day. I love that mindset. If if someone wanted to reach out to you and get help with their practice, where where could they reach you? How do they get a hold of you? Um, Margaret at i3ignite.com. Um, or 830-237-1789 is my cell. Shoot me a text. Um, I'd love to talk with you. This Margaret. is an area I'm really passionate about. So yeah. I love talking about it. Yeah, I love I love working with Margaret. I'm actually getting the opportunity to work with you at the Dykema event. So we're going to be doing an yeah. event together. And I'm super stoked super about excited. that. Super yeah, excited. With Dee yeah. Fisher, yeah. super excited. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's yeah. hard not to be excited when Dee walks in the room, right? I love, I love Dee's energy. <laughs> love Dee. Awesome. Well, this is uh, okay. this this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your knowledge, and I, I know it's going to be a lot of help to people. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Gary. Take care. 